Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, welcome back to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. I think I do that every time. Yeah, you do, and I love it. I love your how your hair really has like an ombre effect right now. It's like light purple on the top, kind of dark purple into blue on the bottom. I really and love then that. underneath it's like a violet purple. I really love. Yeah, he did a really Andrew did a really good job like coloring it. Looks he, amazing. He really, really did. Kudos to you, Andrew. And um, Amy, this is this is being recorded the day after Halloween. So how was your Halloween? Um, it was nice. We went trick-or-treating with the kids. Um, yeah. My sister-in-law and her girlfriend came over with their kids, and we all went trick-or-treating like we do every year. And my kids were, like, <laughs> lazy as shit. They, like, made it to – there's, like, this neighborhood that always goes full out. They have, like, haunted houses and stuff like that, like mazes for the kids. And yeah, um, it's a mile loop around the neighborhood. We didn't even make it halfway before my kids were like in the basket. There was like a, they brought like a wagon. God, I can't think. Oh, thank you. A wagon to put their kids in. My kids were in the wagon with their kids. And I was like, this is so absurd. <laughs> so absurd. You know what I heard from a lot of people is that there, everyone said this year, maybe it's just people's perception, but everyone's like, it's really sad. There was like not, not a lot of trick or treaters this year. And I'm like, like I heard a lot of people say that. And I'm like, Maybe it just like wasn't in your area or me because I feel like a lot of people went trick-or-treating, but maybe not like or maybe I don't know. What do you think? So I know that like our house, we're in a cul-de-sac in a cul-de-sac. So I never get trick-or-treaters, which I'm grateful for, actually. Yeah. But um, the neighborhood that we go to, like I said, they go like full out every year. Last year, they did not do anything because they're part of a homeowners association. So they all agreed like they're not going to do anything. And then this year, there was no like haunted mazes or like usually they like will like give you pizza for the grownups. Sometimes they'll give you drinks like they go full out. It wasn't like that, but most people had candy. So that was nice. There were a lot of trick or treaters in my area, but it wasn't like pre-COVID. Yeah, maybe that's the thing is people keep forgetting like it's not post COVID. Like we're still in COVID. We're still in COVID. Yeah, we're still in a pandemic, guys. So yeah, yeah. But it was nice to have the trick or treating again. Yeah, I went. I 
me, my husband, and one of our friends, we went, we got in our costumes, like one of my onesie, like unicorn costumes, and just went bowling. Like, and it was so fun because we were some of the only people dressed up there, but everybody was like really excited to see people dressed up and got people in the spirit. And I don't know. I think people were really itching to like dress up. I wasn't, but like I think a lot of people were really itching to like dress up and express themselves and like have a reason to kind of celebrate something this year. That's kind of the vibe I got. So um, yeah, today is the first day of November. Happy November, everyone. And what? I just, ugh. What? You don't like it? (laughs) I hate winter. I hate it. I am so the meme that's like, from Game of Thrones, winter is coming. I hate it. <laughs> okay, here's my thing. I actually really like, I don't like the getting cold, but I do really like the energy around November and December because it feels like, I already told you, it feels like coming together with family. It feels like celebration. It feels like hibernation in like a cozy way. It feels like fun. But then come January, that stretch from like January to March that's where I want to die. I want to die because there's <laughs> nothing going on. There's nothing. In fact, the only thing that's there's going on is- nothing to look forward to. The only thing you have to look forward to, which aka dread, is taxes. Taxes are coming. Taxes are coming. <laughs> but January, February, oh March, God. nothing. There's nothing. It's just cold yeah. and you're just waiting for it to, you're just praying for the day that it gets warm and it's just, it's a waste. That's why I try to like plan trips like I went to Jamaica. We went to Hawaii that time frame too. That's I true. like try to go to warmer climates during this time of the year, but yeah. like it's also I don't when we went to Sedona the first time. Yes, it's when we went to Sedona. Like I'm doing my very damnedest to try to like plan out being in a warmer climate in this time frame. But the unfortunate part here is that I cannot financially afford to be somewhere for like three months. Not yet, anyway. But working on it near future near future (sighs) well um let's get into our topic for today because this is an interesting this is an interesting one so what I actually titled this on Facebook is is are our digital lives more important than our real lives Mm. and the reason that this has come up is because what I, I was expressing to Ambie today it was like you know I am just so tired lately. I was telling her that like I literally should have gone as Post Malone for Halloween because he has this tattoo that says always tired underneath his eye. And I was like, I have literally said to my husband for the past, I'm not kidding, three months straight every single day, I'm really tired. And he's like, you said that yesterday and the day before that and the day before that. I'm tired all the time. Why am I tired? And I realized today or I was expressing today that I think I'm so tired of just I'm tired of this constant consumerism society, this Mm -hmm. need to consume, this need to have, this need to always achieve more or get more or look better or, you know, buy something to help me look better, blah, 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 blah. Like this this constant need of, well, just a little more, just a little more. Um, And that got, like, like, I, I was asking myself this morning, like, am I ever gonna be happy? Am I ever gonna just say, it's enough, it's enough, I, it's good. I'm good. Am I ever going to have that realization that no matter how many new things I buy, it never changes how I feel inside, right? It never changes it. And um, so this led me and Ambie to start talking about this. Well, really, it, it was a, a um, Instagram thread that I read that was 
talking about Facebook recently changed their parent company name from Facebook to Meta. And so this guy was talking about this change in relation to our digital lives versus our um, real lives in relation to this kind of like consumerism, like aesthetic uh, dream we're all chasing, right? So I thought I would read it because I think it's really interesting and it's something to really think about Um, because he had some really good, hold on, there you go, some really good points. So this is what it says. Hot take. Everyone is wrong about the metaverse. Here's my three-part theory. Part one. Most people think the metaverse is a virtual place, like in the movie Ready Player One. A virtual world like Minecraft, Roblox, or like Zuck showed in the Facebook demo yesterday. But what if it's not a place? What if it's a time? A time? What the fuck? Yes, a moment in time. You know, in artificial intelligence, there's an idea of the singularity. It's a moment in time where AI becomes smarter than humans, the moment when artificial intelligence is greater than human intelligence. The metaverse is the moment in time where our digital life is worth more to us than our physical life. This is not an overnight change or an invention by some Steve Jobs type. It's a gradual change that's been happening for 20 years. Every important part of life is going digital. Work is going from factories to laptops, boardrooms to Zooms. Friends is going from neighbors to followers. Where do you find like-minded people? Twitter, Reddit, etc. Games, more kids play Fortnite than basketball and football combined. Identity, filters are the new makeup. Stories are your personal billboard to broadcast who you are. What matters more, what you look like in real life or what you look like on Instagram? The pick on the left is what they see, so it's what matters. They, he was showing like a, a highly edited picture versus like a regular one. Right. Everything goes digital. Your friends, your jobs, your identity. And now with crypto, your assets are in line too. Bored apes are the new Rolex. Fortnite skins are the new skinny jeans. If everyone hangs out online all the time, then your flexes need to be digital. So if you play this forward another 10 to 20 years – We will cross into the metaverse, the moment in time where digital matters more to us than physical. Our attention used to be 99% on our physical environment. TVs dropped that to 85%, computers down to 70%, phones down to 50%. Our attention has been sucked from physical to digital, and where attention goes, energy flows. If 50% of our attention is on our digital screen, then 50% of our energy will go to our digital life. Today, it takes some effort to take our phone out of pocket and look at it. Soon, some company will make smart glasses that sit in front of our eyes all day. We will go from 50% attention on screens to more like 90%. That's the moment in time when the metaverse starts, because at that moment, our virtual life will become more important than our real life. That's the end of this guy's post. And it it just, it, as I read this, it really just like started getting me thinking. And as I was thinking, as I was kind of realizing this um, desire in me to always change this about my appearance or have more of this or look like this or do this and, 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 and also this need to constantly like show the world what I'm doing. Because that's a, that's a, Every day I have that poking at my back. Like, don't you want to show the world something today? What do you want to show the world? What do you want to like let them in on today? Or what do you want to produce for the world? And I just think it's a really interesting concept to talk about this. Like, what is worth more? 
our digital life or our real life because there are some truths to what this guy said. Like, I really see that starting to happen. Like, um, I was telling you, Ambie, today, I'm noticing this with celebrities in their Halloween costumes. Like, before, it was like, okay, what are you actually being? What are you actually going out and celebrating in? What's that costume that you're actually going out there and, like, living your life in, right? And the pictures Mm -hmm. that come from that. Now, it's... Like Hailey Bieber did this thing this year where she was Britney Spears, but she didn't go out as Britney Spears. She did a full-on photo shoot of all of Britney Spears' most iconic moments, and she posted that as like, this is my Halloween thing. And Kendall Jenner did something different. And so it's this idea of like our posted life and our edited life and our digital life is becoming more of what's representing of us than our actual life we live. And what message does that send to us about the actual life we live? Like, I feel like it sends this message of like, it's not important. It doesn't mean anything unless you, you're producing it for others in some way. And I don't know. I guess I just want to open up a dialogue about this because I feel like it's exhausting. It's tiring. Yeah. I'm tired. Um, Yeah, that's it. I'll volley that over to you. Well, I mean, I, it is exhausting, especially I feel like there's a difference between I'm posting this stuff for fun and I make content for a living and I have to post so many times a day and blah, 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 because my income is directly based on if I'm in front of people's eyes, right? And so for you and I, that is the case. We're not, I wouldn't, I mean, you're an influencer. I don't know if I'm an influencer, but I wouldn't say that we were influencers. I wouldn't say that like we're celebrities by any means, but in order for our business to operate, we do need to be in front of people in a certain amount of uh, ways, right? And so sometimes that can feel exhausting and like a job and like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be creative and think of how to make this content. Right. But on the other hand, to have this idea of it doesn't count unless I post it, like that's kind of sad because I do have pictures that I just want for me that I don't want anybody else to necessarily see. I don't want anyone else to necessarily have access to. It's just for for me. And actually, some of my the pictures that I have of my kids and some of like my favorite pictures I don't post on Instagram because then if I post it on my story, it'll only be there 24 hours and I won't have it. So I'll actually take a picture of it and then I'll probably forget to post about it. So, and maybe this is because I'm older either way, but for me, it's not, um, it's not only valuable if it's on Instagram or on some kind of social platform, it's just, it's a moment in your life to see where you are in that time. But I really like when my phone does like the Google makes a video and lets me know like this is where you were last year. I really like that because that's that's really fun for me. And I never, ever share those. I just hold on to them and look at them. Right. Um, So for me, this idea of moving into your digital life is more important than your real life. I think that's why we all feel lonely. I think that's where if quality time is your love language, and for many of us it is, 
then having someone that's constantly not engaged with you is being lonely in a crowded room, right? Or having your friends, I have several friends, I love them to death, I'm not gonna call them out, but that when I'm with them, they're on their phones or they're not present or they're not engaged with me and it's exhausting. It's truly not fun to be friends with those people because you will never know who I'm talking about. Ha ha ha. I'm not talking about you though. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, um, yeah, it, it's very lonely feeling. And how many times have people, have you listening to this felt lonely and then gone into your phone to feel a little more connected? You know, you've gone on social media, you've, text somebody, whatever the case may be, because you feel lonely in that moment. And nine times out of 10, you're with other people. And that's kind of the crazy part, right? So I don't know if it's more, I, I, would, I would say it is not more important than your real life. I think that that's where our society is really going downhill. And like, it's, it's becoming an addiction for a lot of people to be online all the time and be connected all the time. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is, there is some truth to it. There's some validity to it. Well, I guess, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think that's part of my, I, I think I really have two points here. Sorry, guys, if like this topic is unclear, because I feel like there's actually two separate points that are converging. One is about the digital life versus the real life. And the other is about what the digital life and the importance of the digital life is causing psychologically for us humans because I feel like the the increased importance upon the digital life mm -hmm. and the 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 actuality that the digital life is fake like there's a lot of it that is enhanced and is not actual reality it is digital right. is causing an amplified um idea of what type of life we need to be living, right? Yeah. Meaning that amplifies our idea that we are not okay as we are. It's not enough right. to just be you. You have to constantly up level. If you want to keep up with the Joneses, if you want to keep up with the Kardashians, if you want to keep up with Tana Mojo or whoever the hell is is like the the, the influencer, you want to you wanna have this type of pants, you want to have this type of shoes, you want to have this type of lip injections, you want to have this. You, you want to have all these things and you keep being given these message, messages either um, literally like given these exact messages or uh, um, what do you call it? Subconsciously. like sub Subconsciously. Subconsciously you're giving these messages that like this is what you do if you want to live a good life. This is what you do. Mm -hmm. And... For me, the question is like, when am I just going to be okay as I am? When am, how am I going to, how am I going to, to be okay with that if I keep looking at this, these digital lives that people have created? How am I ever going to feel equal or like enough if I'm constantly given the message that I'm not enough so that I'll buy more stuff? Like, because I've gone through this process of buying more stuff, especially the past year. And like, I'm not saying it doesn't help at all. Some of it helps because there, some it helps, but it doesn't help the way that you think it will. It doesn't mm -hmm. actually give you the thing you're looking for. And my question is like, 
how do I exist in this space as, quote, an influencer or someone who has their business online, you know, and is building Mm -hmm. their business online, but also just love myself and tell myself that I'm enough because it's hard when that's in your face all day. You know what I mean? Like, but that's the arena you're playing in. I think it goes back to the sense of freedom. I think it goes back to looking at someone I don't know if you remember this. I remember it very vividly. Um, We had the hair shaman on and I asked her what she thought about my hair. And she said, your hair is sad. And I was like, (laughs) fuck you. How dare you? My hair is sad. But I think that like what she meant or maybe she didn't, maybe she just meant my hair was sad. But what I took from that now is that I was sad, right? Like, yeah, I can post about like how nice my house is and I can post about like, look at my little family and I have a Tesla and blah, 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 all yeah. the physical things, right? But on the inside, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy for a long time because I wasn't living life to my standards. I was living life to make myself look how I thought I wanted to be portrayed. I was living myself life... Uh, with the expectations of my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Which we all do, our families. Um, and then once I started asking myself, what do I want? What do I want out of life? Well, I want purple hair, right? And that is one of the things that's been told to me since I was a child, that it's not professional. Trashy people have purple hair. Trashy people have face piercings. Trashy people have tattoos. And so it's it's really this idea of me trying to go against um, my fear of being judged as a trashy person or my fear of being viewed as less than and just kind of relaxing and falling into the abyss of I don't fucking care anymore. I have run out of fucks to give at this point. If you think that I'm less attractive now because I have purple hair, that's okay. If you think that I'm less intelligent, or that I'm more trashy or whatever the case is, I'm okay with that. I am okay with that because what I really want is to be okay with me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's moving away from the idea of I'm going to do it because everybody else is doing it. I'm going to do it because uh, yeah. the Joneses down the street have a bigger house. So I want a bigger house. Right. Yeah. And then living outside of your means and really being miserable and then killing yourself at 40 because literally taking your life at 40 because you can't fucking live like this anymore. That's not happiness. And I think that we really need to move away from this, which most people won't, and that's fine. Move away from this consumerism and move away from comparison of one another to you look beautiful the way you are. And I accept that. And I look beautiful the way I am. And just because I am jealous of maybe like your facial features, I'm okay that I will never have that. That's okay. Like, do I love the way that, hmm, what don't I love about myself? Either way, I digress. Do I love, <laughs> so that's, that's No, that's really good. They're like, oh, I can't find something right <laughs> I now. I can't find something right now. Yeah. But that takes a lot of work actually. And so- it's interesting because it's we can look at ourselves in two different ways, right? You can look at yourself and see all of the things that you lack, or you can look at yourself and say, like, I've come a really fucking far away. Good for me. I really like the way my eyes are. I really like my cheeks. I really like the way my ass looks in these jeans. And not mm-hmm. being ashamed and sad when someone else tells you, 
I don't like you. And when someone else tells you you're fat or you're ugly or you're too skinny, because we can hear all of it, Mm -hmm. right? Especially as women, we hear, I have been on both sides of the fence of being too heavy and too thin and you can't please everybody. So the most important thing that you could do is please yourself. But by getting into the celebrity gossip and things like that, you are comparing yourself to those people, even if it's a subconscious projection and they don't even live up to that standard. They're miserable. Yep. That is it. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, that's it. Peace out. We're done with this episode. Thank you for listening, everyone. <laughs> that's all I needed to say. I mean, no, it's for real. I mean, something that you said, which it might might be like obvious, like duh, but to me it just hit on is like I have always had a problem with feeling like everyone else is doing something that I'm not. I always, I have always just looked to others and be like, what's everyone else doing? That's how I'm going to feel safe. If I can do what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing, I'll feel safe. And if I'm doing, if I'm not doing what they're doing, I'm going to be left behind, right? And I yeah. never want to be left behind. So I think, you know, for me, maybe this is a really big, and I've this has been showing up in my life in other ways that I've told you about where it's like, okay, everyone else is doing this, but does that mean I'm, I need to do it. No, I'm at a different po- point in my life. I and that's fine. That's yeah. that's great. Even you know how amazing that I get to be at this unique part of my life and get to do things my way. Um, so I think that this is probably an opportunity for me to, um, just as it's you're talking about seeing the beauty and the uniqueness of your features as a human Mm -hmm. and like how Mm -hmm. cool that I'm this unique human being and I come this unique way. Um, You know, seeing the beauty in your circumstances, seeing the beauty in your unique, where you live, the way that you live your life. Like, uh, I I can't remember where I read this. I've read this a couple of times somewhere online, but I really like, every time I heard it, I really liked it. It's like uh, your face in this life is, I've heard two different things. One is like your face in this life is representative of the person you most loved in your last life, the person you thought was the most beautiful, like the the Oh, I love that. Or it's or it's more simple, which is like this is what your higher self thought was the most beautiful version of you that you could represent. This was their this was your higher self's vision of beauty. Like this is it. Like this is what they most wanted to look like, most mm-hmm. out of anything. Mm-hmm. And I think thinking about those two, you know, I don't know for certain, but I really like it. It rings in my ear sometimes is like, this is beauty. It's your opportunity to see it. It's your opportunity to embrace it. And it's your opportunity to grow into it. And I think what I'm hearing and what I know, but sometimes they need to be reminded is like, you can't look, we go to the digital digital world to connect but it's up Mm -hmm. to us to realize that there's opportunities for there's more there's more uh lasting opportunities for connection whether it's connection to nature or connection to people in real life in the real world and so the digital world is an amazing tool but we really can't let that balance get so out of control that we forget what's real because i feel like the digital world's amazing so much can happen there but it's also so fleeting and it's also so surface level. It's not real. You know what I mean? So. And I think what also is really important that should be touched on too is a connection to self. Like everybody in the spiritual community talks about like connection to self and all of this, but that is 
that is in the little things that you do every day. That is not in, excuse me, that is not necessarily in the big moments. It's those little moments that add up. And that's how you connect to yourself. That's how you love yourself. That's how you tell yourself, I am worthy. I am enough. I'm beautiful. Not only am I enough, but I'm a fucking amazing human. And it's not, I see it. I see how amazing I am. And so if somebody else doesn't see how amazing I am, then that's their loss. And that's okay, right? It goes back into, we worry so much about being rejected by other people, but it's like, do we want them in our reality anyway? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel that same way about consumerism. We worry so much about, you know, not being able to afford the house, not being able to afford the car. Do you actually want those things? Yeah. Or is this a projection that society has told you, you want that big el- big old house? You need the vacation home. You need all of this. No, you fucking don't. Maybe you want to live in a van and travel around the world. Like, you don't need all of these these things. It's what society has deemed successful and what society has deemed unworthy, right? And so we like to put people in categories and boxes. You're worthy. You're not worthy. You're almost happy. But if you buy a little bit more, you'll be happier. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's it's really ridiculous. How many times in the 40s and 50s, did companies sell happy pills, genuinely happy pills, or (laughs) to a bunch of housewives and various people that were miserable. And they were miserable because they were doing what society wanted, not what they wanted themselves to do. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. I think it's also like really helpful. I mean, it'll probably not make you feel good, but it also is helpful for me to like realize like who is behind like what are social media apps and such designed to do to connect Mm -hmm. us, but also like consumer, like again, goes back to consumerism. So if you know that, if you have that in mind, not, not thinking the world's out to get you, just understanding that like, you know, people want to make money and they make money by selling you things and they make, and then they sell you things by making you think you need something. Yeah. Because you're in lack or not enough or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's why I don't like celebrities, to be honest with you. Like when we do the celebrity game and I hate everybody, I think that's why, (laughs) because I can tell like, "Mm, you perceive, you portray this persona of like a really nice person, but you're actually a piece of shit. Or you have the persona that you're really happy and your family life is great, but mm, I know you're cheating on your wife. Like I don't, I, I, don't, I have a quick tendency to put people on pedestals real fast. And so I don't need to put celebrities on a pedestal any more than I already do. Yeah, totally. And I think I'm, it'll be interesting to see what happens with celebrities in the future, because I think that that old version of celebrity of like that mega superstar Hollywood that sort of celebrity is gonna is starting to die out, meaning like mm-hmm. because the new celebrities are influencers who pretty much show most of their lives. Not all of them. A lot of them can show just like the highlights as well. But they're the celebrity, like a lot of celebrities that I'm starting to notice are influencers are ones who are just out themselves. Like they out themselves about everything. So you can't get them on anything, right? For better or mm-hmm. for worse. They just tell you all the shit they do. You know what I mean? Because that's that's just their life. And 
but I, so I'm looking forward, I, I think I'm looking forward to in the future having more influencers or celebrities who are just more authentic about being a real person, right? Because I think that's, again, it's this, this projected image of perfection that they don't even really live up to right now, which is fueling this, um, fueling this like, the, the commercialism and fueling fueling that also feeling of lack or not enough or I can never measure up. So I'm hoping that changes in the future. Um, but yeah. I doubt it will. That's Great. my little pessimist side coming out. <laughs> I doubt it will. Because, okay, so I mean, in actuality, right, the yeah. people that make these apps, the people that make like the makeup companies and clothing companies, et cetera, right? Yeah. Bras are an example, whatever. They need to make money, right? If we live right. in a society where we exchange money, we need to make money. And so they're not going to say, you know what? I feel guilty about telling women that their boobs aren't big enough and creating a bra right. to help solve that problem. <laughs> in sales, one of the things that you do that I was taught when I worked in sales is to remind your customer of a problem that yeah. only you have a solution for. Yep, totally. The basic lesson in sales. I 100% agree with you. At no point is anyone going to say, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day, about how like, I don't know if I should say this on the air, so I'm not going to. But essentially, there's a lot of different industries, right? Every industry is going through this mm -hmm. right now, where basically the industry was set up a certain way to provide a certain result. The industry is changing so much now because of the culture and because of like what's going on in the world that that industry no longer provides that thing. It's no longer a reality. Here's a good example. If you go to the, the, the idea that, oh, if you just go to a good college and you get a diploma from that college, mm -hmm. you'll get an mm -hmm. amazing job. Well, that's yep. not a reality anymore, right? But it, are the colleges going to say, oh, this is not really reality anymore, so don't come here. No, because first of all, if they say that, then somebody is just going to go to the next college that'll say that because they, they, yeah. they still believe that, so they want to go. Um, but also the colleges want to survive just like any business, right? So they're mm -hmm. not going to – it's just like you're saying. No business is going to come out and saying, actually, guys, you don't really need us because this isn't really a problem. No business is going to do that because everyone needs money, like you're saying. So, yes, I agree with you. However – what if uh, something changes in our economy? What if something changes? I don't know what will change, but I do have a feeling we will be going through some changes in the near future because there's a lot of industries that are basically like on stilts right now. Like there's no, the, it, something has to change. Something has to change. So, you know, what if we don't, what if the dollar isn't this isn't what it was or what if we have universal basic income? You know, that could be a really interesting thing that happens if, if we have universal basic income. I heard somewhere the other day that Jeff Bezos could give everyone in the world $1 billion and still have $290 billion left. He, he could get everyone in the world. He could much? give every something like that, like $1 billion. I think it was a billion, maybe a million. Either probably way, I digress. Million, it's probably a million. million. It's a lot of money. So think about that for a second. Like Or like 100,000 like, maybe. No, I think it's a, I think it's a million. Okay. I think it's a million. Well, yeah, the difference a between a million and a billion is like in, is like people don't actually know how big of a difference that is. But my point is that he would still be crazy yeah. wealthy and he could yeah. literally solve world hunger. Yeah. 
one person has the ability to do this. Yeah. And so it's insane to think that if one person has the ability to do this, more people have the ability to do this. And yet we still have um, poverty. We still have famine. We still have like all of these things. Yeah. And why is this? Because all of these systems that are in place are businesses now. Our healthcare is a business. It's one of the like cancer booming business. They're not going to give us the cure for cancer because they make so much money off of it. There's no way. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting to think about, I would love to see our society get better, but like the pessimist in me right now is like, it won't. I love how you're the, you're the pessimist and I'm the like over optimist. I'm like, yeah, I can't I'm the naive it's optimist. It's gonna get like, better, guys. Can't wait like, till no, we have those the really Amazon's good... dead. Yeah, like <laughs> we're all dying on this rock together, guys. Yep. It's have you, over. Did you see Bo Burnham's Inside? Did you see that? Did you say you hated it? Oh God, is that the guy that like in his in his room yes, with the keyboard? It's so good. It's such. A, I just, he's such an. Did idiot. you watch it though, or did you stop watching? Yeah, it? no, I watched it. Okay, but, but I you didn't know watch the, the whole thing. Go well, ahead. that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. Okay, okay, there is a song. I don't know if you saw this when you watch it, but there he he made this like folksy song and his guitar and it's called um that funny feeling and it's the most beautiful haunting song I've ever heard. I've literally been listening to it nonstop all weekend because I just rediscovered it. What are you laughing about? It's just he's, okay. Go ahead. No, serious. Ahead. <laughs> Do you know the song I'm talking about though? I'm just imagine him doing this and you're like it's the most beautiful no no it song. Like, really what? is the most beautiful can I've I play it for you thing. oh Jesus Christ no no okay, no guys guys like I'm serious because like, it's about 100 followers no no because what it's about is like what we're talking about is this weird like world we live in where like these ideas and concepts are not new to anybody like they shouldn't be new to anybody like kids in my high school were talking about this 50 years ago when I was in high school you like that? Anyway, my point is that like these are not new ideas. And I think that's what pisses me off about this guy's special is that everybody's like, oh, my God, it's so revolutionary. But is he's it? like the I only one think- to say it. He's the only one to like call people out. Yeah, no. What? Who else is no, doing he it? is not. Oh, um, what about the 14 year old girl? She's not 14 anymore, but she was Greta? talking about the environment. Greta, thank you. What about um AOC, like there are so many other people that are talking about these same concepts and ideas, like three like corruption. Well, I can't name everybody. Don't fucking do this. All right, I'm saying saying those are the same three people I would name, but I can't think of anyone else. So you and I, you and I are talking about it, but we don't. Sure, (laughs) sure, but I'm saying like, why are we villainizing someone who's talking about it? Like, shouldn't we be lifting that person up? Like, why? What's wrong with him for talking about it? I don't get it. Why do you hate him? Touche. All right. Touche. I just think he's annoying. Okay. I just think his special is annoying. Go ahead and play the song. I'm excited. Go ahead. Well, now I feel like you're going to hate it, but okay. It's just a really beautiful song. It's for everybody else. It's not just for me. I hope that we're allowed to play this. Probably not. It's fine. Um, We're saying, so, you know, apologies. Stunning 8K resolution meditation app In honor of the revolution It's half off at the gap 
forgetful self-awareness, loving parents, harmless fun. The backlash to the backlash to the thing that's just begun. funny feeling there it is again that funny feeling that funny feeling okay i'm gonna pause it there but it's it's like a there's three more minutes of the song it's so beautiful and so haunting and all the lyrics are like just like the dichotomy of this like world we live in mixed with this like weirdness that we know it's things are kind of ending like that we know that like we do things that like we are like yeah and at the same I mean one of the lines that was just said was like um in honor of the revolution it's half off at the gap right like what the fuck like like the just the weirdness and that weird feeling we get or like one of the lines is like um uh gift shop gift shop at the gun range mass shooting at the mall like just the weirdness like the weirdness of that is our society it just it is and it's just weird and it's and he just puts it in this like really haunting song and I I don't know and I think it's really beautiful but it's all I've been listening to it for some reason for three days nonstop, and I think my mind is just really in this place right now of like the weirdness of things that we accept as normal and I get what you're saying this has been going on for forever but I do think that we should like support people who are talking about it because if when people aren't talking about it we get we yell at the people for not talking about it you know what I'm saying well I think what bothers me about it is that like what what's his solution right like other people have solutions for it and I feel like he's just like gimmicky and funny and like just if you've ever heard him talk attention no, if you've ever heard him talk at like uh, he talks at like conferences and stuff, and he does have solutions. He thinks certain people. He he thinks like the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is in charge of you know eight companies that completely control exactly how we talk and how we think of ourselves is insane. And like it's a lot of things that AOC talks about. He talks about is like we need to like you know break up these like. Uh, monopolies and like we need mm-hmm. to like really monitor how children interact with social media and like he talks about it just maybe you didn't see it in that movie but I think that movie was more of just like an artful way to like talk about what's going on anyway this is not a, I'm not here to defend Bo Burnham although maybe I need to be maybe I need to be maybe in my dream the person who was bullying was you <laughs> and the person being bullied was Bo Burnham and I'm like listen are we gonna have a problem here Ambrosia are we can have a problem that's probably true. <laughs> I'm so sorry for offending you, sir. If he's listening, which he's not. I said it's all. It's I've already talked to him. It's all good on his. You've part. already talked to him. Oh, yeah. good. Let's get him on the podcast. I would love to. That would be um, cool. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I guess once again, this this podcast episode, I think, is just to say, uh, you know, I think you it can. And I think it can be very exhausting to be in the world we live in right now. And so I think part of the solution, too, is like really create more. I I, I think it is as much as you want to go to social media for connection, challenge yourself to find other ways so that that's not the only way. Because like I'm guilty Mm -hmm. of this. Like I'm guilty of being like, no, it's just so much easier to go on social media than put myself out there and go out into the world. So much easier. Yes, it is so much easier. But is it making us happier? Is it is it 
giving us a good result. Like, no, I would argue no for me. Yeah, it's interesting because I I look at some people and just to, again, to go back and forth, I look at some people and I'm like, wow, they have so many followers. They must be so happy because I think we equate followers with friends. That's what that guy said. That's what the guy that I read in the beginning said. Exactly. Indeed. Um, Indeed. Any housekeeping that we want to announce? Yes. Um, Wait, hold on. There's – okay. Hold on. There's technical difficulties. No, no. There were comments that I want to read. Okay. Um, Shira said, this is so strange. I was just talking about this yesterday. Isn't Facebook changing their name to Meta or something like rebranding? Yeah, Shira, we talked about that in the beginning of the episode. So if you tuned in later, go back and re-listen when we release this. Um, Amanda said, they make money by keeping our attentions on our phones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tara said, oh my God, it was my fave. She's talking about Bo Burnham. She said, but finally a white man. I think she's talking about like a white man talking about it. Because all white men are usually talking about the opposite. Uh, I think the biggest thing about his, I think the biggest thing about his special that I love so much is that he's essentially calling himself out. Yes, everyone else too, but a hundred percent acknowledging that he is part of everybody. She said Mm. she and her husband watched the special five times. (laughs) Lindsay, (laughs) Lindsay McNamara said it is haunting. I think comedians are sometimes the mirror of our shadows collectively. They don't often get enough credit. Bill Hicks is a great example. Yeah. That's true. I think comedians actually – that's such an interesting comment about comedians because comedians actually can can say more poignant things and more racy things, things that would get a regular person in trouble. They can yep. say it because yep. they have the leeway, which means you could use that power for good, which I think like Bo Burnham is kind of an example of that. Like he can use it to like call the fuck people out, which normally mm-hmm. people wouldn't be okay to do. So that is interesting. I didn't think of that. It's a good anyway. point. Anyway, um, yes, we do have some. So I, I did want to, um, I did want to say, if you guys are not in our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, you should get in there just to see this picture that one of our listeners, Liz Magnolia, posted. <gasps> so cool, guys! It's insane. So Liz was recently in Sedona. Okay. And Liz is also part of our Patreon, a part of our $20 a month tier where she gets to talk to the ARC9 and ask them a question every month. And we just did our monthly convos with ARC9 for our patrons like two or three days ago. And the Mm -hmm. question that Liz asked was, um, I was in Sedona and I took a picture and there was a face that showed up in the picture. Who was that? And the ARC9 said, oh, that was us. And like they got really excited and they were like, um, but they said it like so poignantly. That was us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was us. And we fine. really, they were like, we really enjoyed being there with you. That was awesome. Right. So I'm like, I'm thinking, because I have not seen the picture yet. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, how cool. The Arc Nine's there with you. Yeah. Like, and she said there was kind of a face in the picture. So I'm like, yeah, it's probably like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I, you've got to really squint to see the face. That's yes. what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. And then she sends us the picture. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it is literally a blue. Yeah alien head They're, like the, if, if I show this to anyone who's on the community they, this community they'll be like okay so you photoshop that and it's like no nobody photoshopped this it's yeah. literally insane so you have to go check it out again it's uh, Liz Magnolia and literally you will see the arc nine in this picture you will see a picture of the arc nine um yeah so that was insane 
and also, if you want to talk to the ARC-9, you can join our Patreon at the $20 tier. You can also, if you join at that tier, you are also going to get our Empath 101 webinar and our Intuition 101 webinar for free, which we just completed that this week. So you get a lot of freebies at that um, tier. And if you want to join our Patreon, you can click the link in our bio. It's patreon.com slash innerbloompodcast. Ambie, anything you want to share? Mm -hmm. I feel really good. No, I feel complete. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Until next time. Keep on blooming. Bye, everybody. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.